This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Hi, it's Claire Kimball here, the founder of The Squiz. This week marks six years of putting out The Squiz Today podcast, and I just wanted to say a huge thank you for listening. If you love what we do, and we hope you do, please tell your friends about us. It's all the birthday present we could ever need. Good morning, I'm Alice Dempster. And I'm Claire Kimball. It's Tuesday the 24th of January. In your squiz today, attention on Alice, a billion Chinese COVID cases, Queensland's number one, and an on-court curse. This is your squiz today. Claire, violent crime in Alice Springs has dramatically increased over the past year, and it's a crisis that's getting a lot of attention this week. Coalition leader Peter Dutton is set to visit the town today to talk to locals about how that's affecting its population of 26,000. And he's also urged PM Anthony Albanese to join him. That's been a no from Albanese. He's not taking that trip with Peter Dutton. Uh, But his office have said that increasing crime rates in Alice Springs is concerning. Uh, Members of his government have also responded in the past that policing and crime are matters for the territory government to manage. Uh, That's a response that Alice Springs Mayor Matt Patterson isn't happy with. Last week, he met with the Federal Attorney General Mark Dreyfus to ask for help from the Federal Police or the military, but that was denied. Uh, Dutton backs the Mayor's request, though. Uh, He said that if, and this is the quote, uh, the level of violence, of crime, of sexual assault, of domestic and family violence was occurring in Brisbane or in Melbourne or in Hobart or in Sydney, there would be outrage. And in terms of the numbers, the Northern Territory Police released new data last week. They say violent assaults are up by 43%, domestic violence is up by 53%, break-ins on businesses are up 55% and property damage is up 59%. That's all in the 12 months to November last year. And there are reports that say on most nights, hundreds of kids are wandering around the streets and drinking alcohol. Uh, That's why Mayor Patterson says that Alice Springs needs help and he says that the kids also need help. Uh, Marion Scriminger is another influential voice in all of this. She's the federal Labor member for the seat that includes Alice Springs. She's also a former Deputy Chief Minister of the Northern Territory uh, and she's a very highly respected Indigenous woman. Uh, She says that the spike started when alcohol became legal in many Aboriginal town camps in July last year. Uh, Since then, she says that lawlessness and disrespect has grown exponentially. Yeah, she's one who's urged action, saying it won't be long before someone is seriously hurt. So there will be a lot of attention today with Dutton's visit. He's expected to continue his push for the federal police to be sent in because he believes the crisis is beyond the resources of the Northern Territory government. Experts have been raising concerns about China's official COVID data for weeks, Claire, and now a prominent government scientist claims that 80% of people have been infected in the latest wave. 
Wu Zanyu is the chief epidemiologist at China's Center for Disease Control and Prevention. He says over 1 billion people have contracted the virus since the country's harsh restrictions ended in December. Yeah, Wu also says that because so many people have now had the virus, there's very little chance of another nationwide outbreak in the coming months. That's a position that's backed by the Chinese government. It says that infections have peaked uh, and concerns for vulnerable people have dissipated. Uh, As for international experts, they're not so sure about that. Yeah, one thing on their minds is the 2 billion passenger trips happening during the 40-day Lunar New Year celebrations. That spike in travel could see infections continue to flourish. We spoke about this on the podcast yesterday, Claire, but police in Los Angeles are yet to find a motive as to why a 72-year-old man allegedly killed 10 people and injured 10 others in a mass shooting at a dance studio. Yeah, that suspected gunman, Hu Can Tran, uh, was found dead from a self-inflicted gunshot wound inside a van uh, after a standoff with police. And just to recap, evidence has been found that shows Tran was at both the fatal shooting in Monterey Park and at a dance studio in nearby Alhambra. Uh, at that second venue, a gunman said to be him was disarmed by a group of people before he fled. Uh, reports say that Tran had been a regular at the Star Ballroom Dance Studio. Uh, That is where he met his ex-wife. Officials have begun to name the victims. They say many of them were in their 60s and 70s. The attacks prompted US President Joe Biden to give his condolences to the victims' families. And to honour them, he also ordered flags on government buildings be lowered to half-mast until Thursday. Comsec's latest State of the State's economic report is out, Claire. It shows the Sunshine State is at the top of the rankings for the very first time. Yep, you know what they say, beautiful one day, economically strong the next, (laughs) and Queensland is really streaming ahead. Uh, What they say is a lot of that is thanks to the surge in interstate migration during the pandemic. Uh, The chief economist for Comsec, Craig James, said that also there's mining, energy and tourism revenue that's helping making Queensland number one. Uh, It saw them push ahead of Tasmania. Uh, It's been pushed down to second place. Uh, The ranking is determined by comparing growth rates across eight key economic indicators, uh, things like retail spending, unemployment and housing finance. And as for the other states, South Australia came in third. That's on the back of strong construction growth. New South Wales and Victoria tied in fourth place ahead of the ACT, WA and the NT. A message now from our podcast partner, Sunbeam. With so many unhealthy snacks on offer, it can be hard to find something to keep your kids satisfied and happy. Sunbeam's dried fruit and cheese chilled snacks contain only real fruit and real cheese with no artificial colours or flavours. And they're a great source of calcium. It's a snack you can feel good about giving them while you're on the go. Pick up a pack today in the dairy fridge at your local Woolworths, Coles or independent retailer. 
tennis has been on a lot of people's minds as the Australian Open continues, Claire, but it sounds like the tennis players featured in a new doco might be thinking about something a little spookier. Yeah, we often hear that sports stars have special rituals. Uh, Of course, Rafael Nadal is probably the king amongst them. He needs things in a certain order, including drink bottles facing a particular (laughs) way. Uh, We also hear of others having lucky socks and lucky undies and all sorts of things. But it seems like for the group who have been uh, profiled in that Netflix series Breakpoint, they haven't had a lot of luck this time around. Uh, All 10 featured players have been eliminated from the Australian Open. None of them made it past the fourth round, so it's no wonder it's been dubbed the Netflix curse. (laughs) Uh, There's another five episodes of the show still to come. That'll happen around the middle of the year, just in time for Wimbledon. And Netflix has tried to play down the black magic. It says it's purely a coincidence, but superstitious members of the elite tennis circuit might not be feeling so sure. Feeling better about their chances, though, are those making it through to the quarterfinals, which start today. Karin Kachanov faces off against Sebastian Korda in one, and Stefanos Tsitsipas meets Yishi Leheshka in another. Aussie hopeful Alex Dimonor hasn't made it through. He was knocked out of the tournament after Novak Djokovic dominated him on court last night. There's been some mixed reviews in the Squiz office about the latest Avatar film, Claire, but the numbers don't lie. It's been another mega moneymaker for director James Cameron. Yeah, so he's entered the US $2 billion club for the third time with Avatar The Way of Water. It's really been driving people back to the cinema. There are just six movies that have passed that $2 billion mark. Uh, Three of them are Cameron movies. So, of course, this latest one... uh, the original Avatar and Titanic. Yeah, he definitely knows what he's doing. Squeeze the day, Claire. What should we have on the radar today? Look, it's Global Belly Laugh Day. I don't exactly know who looks after that or how stringently <laughs> it's policed. But, uh, look, there's a clip that always makes me laugh. It's about Stoffel the honey badger. He keeps escaping. It's hilarious. So we'll put that link, I reckon, into the episode notes, Alice. It's a great one. <laughs> yeah, I hadn't been introduced to Stoffel until you mentioned him to me, Claire. So <laughs> I definitely want to share the love with everyone else. I'll pop him into the episode notes today. And that's it for us this morning. Thank you for listening. We'll be back in your ears tomorrow. G'day, Kate Watson here. I'm the host of Weekly Wrap and News Club, a place for conversations about the news. It's budget week, so I'm here to tell you about our News Club episode from last week where Claire chatted with James Chessel. He's the former managing director of publishing at Nine Entertainment. He was also a staffer earlier in his career, so they have a good chat about how the budget sausage is made. Here's a small snippet. The most important policy or set of policies the government will announce every year. So it's important that it's not um, announced willy-nilly, although Mm. they do leak (laughs) a a, a fair amount of it. And there is a famous time when when, um, Laurie Oakes, the nine journalist, got his hand on the budget papers the day before the budget and was able to print... such an incredible story. ...was able to print a lot of it, um, which was, you know, absolutely amazing. Um, (laughs) But the other thing is... 
a lot of what the treasurer will announce has the ability to move markets, yeah. um, direct impact on on businesses and and other organisations. So you know there does need to be some rigour and uh, confidence that it will be handled handled in an appropriate appropriate way. For more on that chat, just search for News Club in your podcast app or follow the link in your episode notes.